you are most welcome once again to this section and we want to start some teachings to give us understanding about life, about the reality of who we are and the need to discover who we are for ourselves. Hallelujah. It's all about the subject of the anointing and I'm glad that 80% of those of us here we do understand what the anointing means. We want to make some review and then we'll move on tonight as to what it stands for and to find out one or two questions about the issue of the anointing. Searching maybe the way we see it, the way people preach it, the way we've observed it, the way we've been told about it. We want to find out again whether these things be so. Praise the Lord. Amen? And so, basically, we just want to go into what we have to find out. One, is the anointing transferable? Can you transfer anointing? You know, you see a lot of people, they make such statements and say, well, maybe you've gone to service and then this anointing will be transferred. Or sometimes you hear people say, well, I don't believe in that man because he got his anointing from this other man. So the question is, is anointing transferable? Hallelujah. That is the major thing we want to consider. Whether anointing is really transferable or not. Praise the living God. That is the whole issue. Now, I have some question here for a start. Is there a difference between the anointing and the gift of the Spirit? Amen? Is there a difference between the anointing and what? The gift of the Spirit. We need to find out. Speaking in tongues, prophesying, is that an anointing? Amen? Number two question, is the anointing the same thing as the presence of God? We need to find out. Because sometimes if you don't understand what is happening, you'll be walking contrary to divine purpose and directions that God has laid before you. Because sometimes you can't manifest or you do certain things and you don't seem to see God's presence manifesting. You may conclude that you are not even relevant in the hands of God. Hallelujah. So we're going to be looking at these questions. Number three question. Is the charismatic gift the same thing as the gift of election? Amen. You know the scripture says the gift and the calling of God are without what? Repentance. Is the charismatic gift the same thing as election? We need to know. Hallelujah. Number four, can a man transfer the anointing to another person in an anointing service? Because you see, sometimes we advertise this or you must have seen them and you want to go to a particular service because an anointing has to be transferred. Is that possible? Hallelujah. The next question, which is question number five, is can we receive the anointing through the throne of seeds? 
And I think this is very important. We can't see it when people are doing certain things. We look at ministry, we so see, and we say, we want to tap into the anointing. Is it true? Can you grab anointing by sowing seed into somebody's life? What do you get when you sow seed into my life, for instance? We need to look into this. Because, you see, we, we must come to the place where what we are doing, we know exactly what we are doing. Is anybody understand what I'm talking about? You don't just do things because people say it, because people are doing it. We must do things because we know what we are doing. Do you still see it in ministry to get the anointing in that ministry? Do you still see the mighty man of God to get the anointing in that mighty man of God? If that is the case, why is it that so many people who have been doing this have not contacted the same thing in the life of those people? Hallelujah. Question 6. What is the role of the presbytery in the laying on of hands? You know, people ask me the question. You know, somebody once asked me this question and I was saying that this is not possible. For what I've said, all the scripture said about the presbytery, they lay hands on Moses. I mean, on Timothy, but you see, I will make you understand when we get there. Because I took all the scriptures with which these questions have come, and I'm taking time to analyze them, to see them from spiritual perspective. None of those things that men have ever preached agrees with the scriptures. No presbytery impacted any spiritual gift into the life of Timothy. I'll show you. Hallelujah. Question number eight. Is the presence of God the same thing as the anointing? We need to understand. Amen? Are you listening to me? You know, sometimes when we come to service, things begin to happen so the anointing was very heavy. You see, listen to me. The time comes when the children, the life of the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, they have to change their language as well. Amen? Because, you see, we have what we call foreign language. There are some things that God cannot permit us to use. We use them because we see people use them, we have people talk about them, so we find ourselves in the same framework, doing the same thing, saying the same thing, even though these things are not accurate. Praise the Lord. Question number nine. Is the carpenter who wants to be good an anointed man or not? We want to know. If the Bible can give us an insight, then we should be able to believe what the Bible says. Let me tell you this. I will choose to believe one word that the scripture said and a thousand words and a thousand people say, no matter how mighty they might be. Do you follow what I'm saying? Because I know for sure that whatever thing the scripture says, even if it's one word, it cannot fail. But a thousand words for a million ministers can fail if they don't take their root from God's word. Then the next question, which is the third question there is, who can be trained as an anointed man of God? Hallelujah. Who is an anointed man of God? There is a need for us to know. There is a need for us to find out as well. Who 
actually is an anointed man of God. Amen. So I, I just want us to begin to think as we progress. Now turn with me to the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 6. 1 Timothy chapter number 6 and verse number 6. The word said that godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Hallelujah. That means you can be a Christian and you are not contented in your life. Now it is not just monetary contentment alone. Sometimes you see yourself not being of any value to God, even in what God has deposited in your life. Now why is this so? Because you are indirectly, unconsciously envious of so many persons' gifts. You lose your peace. You lose your joy. And yet the scripture says, God's kingdom is no meat and drink, but righteousness is joy in the Holy Spirit. You lose your joy, you lose your peace because you are not contented with what God has dropped in your life, what He created you for. As we progress, we're going to see that the Bible says, They that compare themselves with one another, they be not wise. We are more foolish people called Christians than wise ones. Because our life is all centered on contention and strife because of envy, jealousy. Now, in Acts chapter 7, verse number 9, read that for yourself and see. Look at it. And the patriarchs moved with envy, saw Joseph into Egypt because God was with him. Why did they send Joseph into Egypt? It's out of jealousy. Now what was it? Because of what was in the life of who? Of Joseph. Amen? The same thing is still happening today in the body of Christ. No contentment, no satisfaction of what God wants to use that each and every one of us to accomplish for Him. Listen, I am a product in God's hands. I must live to give God praise and glory, not men. Listen to me. Your expectation can change my frequency in God. I have made up my mind not to satisfy men, but God who created me. And there is something unique in my life that I must pursue. That should be my desire. That should be my goal. It doesn't matter what I see around me. Are you listening to me? So they sold Joseph into Egypt. But let me also say this to you, no matter who is going to sell you into a kind of Egypt or foreign land, your dreams will not die. Because it is not man that gives you the dream. It's not man. Your dreams can't fail because it's not man. So Egypt is not good enough to follow all the dreams of Joseph. It's not powerful enough to follow all the dreams of Joseph. 
even the desires and the thoughts of his brethren could not put out the dreams of Joseph. So, why did they set Joseph into Egypt, like I said? It was because of envy and what? And jealousy. But let me tell you this. I am convinced that every one of his brethren had their place in God's hands. Is that not true? Every one of them had their place in God's hand. There is a place they have in God's hand. But they will not focus after what they have to do. They are thinking about what God gave to Joseph. And they become envious. So they want to become. Let me tell you something. So many of you so see because you want to become like those people. You deceiving yourself. You can never attain to that. I'm telling you this. I'm going to prove that to you from the scriptures. You can't attain to anybody's life because you so see there. It's a lie. You are not sowing seed because you want to sow seed in the prison. You sow it because you are envious, you are jealous. You want to be like that man. And you can't be like somebody else. I want you to know it. You can't be like somebody else. That is why our works are fluctuating. Tomorrow they think we are like this, tomorrow they think because we are always thinking about somebody else who is better that we have to be like. So we are copycats. We mimic. We are stage dramatists. We just dramatize some people's life. Hallelujah. I can't be put into such straight jackets, my people. Because I have discovered a place in the body of Christ. And I'm standing firm on it. Do you understand this? I find my place in the body of Christ. And nothing can shift me out of that. It doesn't matter what I see. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? You see, when you come to this understanding, let me tell you, this is a revelation. I'm not just talking about what you know. It's a revelation. When you come to this place in God, you'll be at peace. You'll be contented. That's the key to all this. You'll be contented. Your religious service and everything will be on that point. You'll be contented. And the Bible says it's great gain. You see, a lot of people go fasting, doing all kinds of things because they want to be like somebody. You deceive yourself. In the those days, in the 70s, and when Franklin Hall was in power, amen, when he was doing what he was doing, the brother in Ethiopia went into fasting 40 days and 40 hours because he read a book. Atomic power would go through fasting by Franklin Hall. And he said he must get the same power that Franklin Hall is having. He went into fasting 40 days and 49. He came out of that fasting 40 days and 49. Nothing happened. Let me tell you, you know what finally happened? He left being a Christian. Because he said it's not true. What people don't they realize is that God will not leave himself without a witness in every generation. So what he does is in every generation, he receives a witness in a certain aspect of his life for the world to see. So that he don't say the power of yesterday are no longer here. That's what God is doing. The only way my God to transfer anointing is when a patriot is about to go and there has to be a continuity. He transferred it to the soul to continue. But it is God that approves it. No sowing seed. 
Some of you say, Pastor, this is so you say, to your life anymore. Bless your heart. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you see, I'll make you see what seed does when you sow seed. That's why I don't want you to miss any of these sections. When you sow seed, I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you what happens to you. Do you understand? But not that you become like me because you just can't be like me. And I can't be like you. But when I saw this, something happens in my life. And that's what I'm going to show you. But you don't so see to any man of God and become like him. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 12 verse 7. The Bible said that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone to profit with her. That means everyone is bound to profit from what comes out of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives gift to everybody to do what? To profit. Your gift is not my gift. Therefore, for me to think I have to do it like you, I am just being foolish. Do you understand this? Hallelujah. Can I say that again? Your gift is not my gift. But everyone has a gift. Help the church. I'm coming to that because you see, the charismatic gifts are church centered, but the anointing is man centered. That's what you don't know, and that's why I'm making you understand there's a difference between the charismatic gift and what the anointing. The gifts are church centered to build the church, but the anointing is what man centered. Hallelujah. So if God gives the gift for everybody to profit, it means if you are not profiting, it's either you neglect your gift or you don't feel satisfied with your gift. Amen. If the church cannot benefit from your gift, it's because you don't concentrate on your gift, you want to have or operate another man's gift together with yours. Hallelujah. I pray I'm going to help somebody grow tonight. <laughs> you, you've got to be satisfied. If you are a singer, be satisfied. God can add something else to it, but be satisfied. I used to know somebody who used to sing very one of the big churches in town. And from years back, I remember he has to go start a church. But I think where people are at Connelly East today, that man is not there being a pastor. Is a foolishness. You think being a pastor will give you a mark? No. What gives you fame? What gives you a mark is when you stay in what God has dropped in your life. He wants to make a show of you based on what He has deposited in your life. And that is how God. I'm going to make you understand what the Bible says. Convert spiritual gifts. Sometimes we misapply what God is saying. Hallelujah. 
Now, First Corinthians 12, let's look for 28 to 31. And Paul has said so many church, first what? Apostles, secondly, prophet, thirdly, teachers, after that, miracles, then gift of healing. Are we here today? First Corinthians 12, 28 to what? 31. Then I take that again. And God has said so many church, first what? Apostles, secondly, prophets, thirdly, teachers, after that, miracles, then gift of healings. Health, governments, diversity of tongues. Are you there with me? Now look at the next question. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gift of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Oh, come on. Are you done with me? Then the next verse says, God covered endlessly the best gift. And yet show I unto you a more excellent way. I will talk about that today. But the question is, are all prophets? What should be the answer? Oh, come on now. Are all teachers? Are all miracle workers? Now, why would a man do a miracle feel that he has to become a teacher? Why would a prophet think he has to become an apostle? Why would a apostle be coveting the gift of a prophet? And ask why. That is where there is lack of contentment. Amen? Now, let me, let me explain something to you. Do you know why Apostle Paul had to write this? Remember, he has already told us from the top here that the gift is given to everyone to do what? To profit with that. See, the Corinthian church was such a church where there was a full manifestation of all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But in the midst of that manifestation, they were very carnal. So, we are not even talking about what happens when you are manifesting gift. You can manifest gift and still be carnal, according to God's word. Is that okay? Now, I'm not even talking about that. But listen to me. You know what possible have to write this? Because there was this desire for each and every one of them to operate like the other man. So Paul was trying to settle these issues. Stop imitating a prophet if you are an apostle. Stop imitating an apostle if you are a prophet. Stop being a miracle worker if you are just an evangelist. You can say wonders. Stop it. Remember in the small book we made reference to this study? Or remember Billy Graham? never performed and he doesn't perform miracles in his ministry but the whole world knows about him he's an evangelist God for Lord the world he gave it to him because there were people come to him the type of John the Baptist ministry what did John the Baptist do? John came forth away and said perform no single miracles while people were going to him because he was operating on his anointing I'm a voice trying in the wilderness to open the way for you that is to come. Simple. I am saying to identify the Messiah. Simple. By the time he finish identifying him, he left the scene. Know where you are and stay there. You are frustrated because you want to operate in a dimension that God has not really, really called you to be. Let me tell you something. 
I was sorry, something with my wife a few days ago. We may have time to discuss our fully, but let me tell you something. Do you know that in the Bible? The only man that is compared to Jesus Christ by demons was Paul, not the apostles of old. Do you realize that? And there was something common to three, the two of them. One of them were preachers, preachers, and healers. The problem will make you understand. Why did I have to say and say? A possible did not desire to operate on three gifts. But God gave them to him because of what he wanted to use him to do. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But God can move you throughout the gift if he wants to. Like in a tagging. I have examples, I've read, I've been able to say, but what I'm trying to make you understand is Kenneth Hagin was not praying, God make me a prophet. God make me a pastor. God make me evangelist. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? No! He started out somewhere and God said, that's not what I have for you. After 10 years, he moved to another dimension. God said, that's not what I have for you. He moved to another one. And before he finally gave up into glory, God anointed him or brought him to the office of the prophet. But it was not what he was praying for. He was just simply doing what he thought he could do. Is that okay? Because, you see, when you covet, you come into the place of, you see, remember what we read in Acts chapter 7 verse 9. You can do things that you're not supposed to do. Is that okay? Let's progress. Now, Romans chapter 12, you can go there. Uh, as we progress, we're going to do more on the issue of the more excellent way. Where the Spirit says you should covet, we'll deal with that. But let's progress now. Romans 12, 6 to 8. So we be many are one body in Christ, and everyone members of one another, having them gift differing according to the grace that is given to us. Are you listening? Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Our ministry, let's work on our ministry. Or he that teacheth on teaching. Or he that exhorted on what? On exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with what? Cheerfulness. Now, now the key word I want you to know from this passage is this. Every one of us in the body have gifts differing from one another. Our gifts differs. But you see, the differ and yet they are meant to be the same one body. That's why 1 Corinthians 12, you see, Apostle Paul was explaining that. When he said, if the no fear are not part of the body, does that make the nose not to be part of the body? If the whole say I'm not part of the body, hallelujah. Let, let us even look at it this way. If you look at your physical structure, you talk about the nose. There are some dangers that through the nose you know you can sense and you will not walk in today. Am I correct? Now remove your nose and your leg and your head. In fact, the whole of your body, you just go corrupt. Because you will walk into that trouble without sensing it. So the nose, though very small, is very what? Important to the whole structure. 
that's what the good is all about. You have your place, you can be a nose. You have your place, you can be a hand. You have your place. Hallelujah. And God wants you to be focused. He wants you to concentrate on that aspect that you have deposited in your life. The Bible says according to the measure of grace. There is a dimension of grace that he has given to each and every one of us. To operate on a certain level of the gift that is given unto us. Hallelujah. Do you even know that when we look at 1 Corinthians 12? 28 down to 31 when talking about the gift. That's about the gift of healing. Do you see that they are plural? There are dimensions to even what you call the gift of healing. There are people that are anointed in such a dimension that they can grow the body. Are you getting that? But others can just simply heal headaches. There are different grace. And you cannot say because when I pray for people, when it goes, no. The other man that when you pray, somebody's life will grow. I want you to go and do that. God can allow you to come up to that, but it's not when you do it with a contagious spirit. Hallelujah. Let me ask you this question in the first place. How many of you chose where you are supposed to be born from? We don't understand God. We don't understand that there are something, there are certain things that are sovereign in His hands. If you cannot choose who to give back to you, if you cannot choose the locality you must come from, why do you think you can choose your destiny? Except it is revealed to you by who? By God. And if God had made you to see where you belong, why do you think you My wife was sharing something with me when a man of God was sharing and he <laughs> said some people say say God. Is 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 that good enough or not perfect? I don't understand what you're talking about. God not know you walk. He said, you were speaking and he said, the way people behave, they are saying, God no know you walk. You know what it means? He said, when you try to do certain things to your life, it means the man that gave you your structure doesn't know what he did. Do you understand that? God no know you walk. You know what I mean? It means God doesn't... In fact, he didn't see you fit to put what is in you now. You are trying to tell God, God, you, you didn't think well before you created me. You must understand that so many things are changing, and by the grace of God, I'm satisfied, and I'm happy to, and I'm sure you are happy because of the administrative setup of this ministry for the moment. How many times do you know what I'm talking about? But that is simply the ministry of all heads. Somebody has to do it. Not everyone going to both be a miracle worker. Before you can become popular, you are deceiving yourself. Popularity is not based on trying to think of what another person is doing so that you can be like that. You can't become that individual. You 
your mind carries with you, for your heart is not right. And don't you think you have the same problem in the church today? Our heart is not right. What we covet is not what God has given to us. And we go all out, pay money to get it in the name of seed faith. The same thing the sorcerer did. That's what we're doing. Not in a civilized way. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I told you, I promise you, don't miss any of these sections. I will show you what you get when you choose it. Eh? <laughs> but you don't choose it to get anointing. Okay. Now listen to this. I want to make you understand that there is a big difference between the three things we have just mentioned. Anointing, gift of the Spirit, presence, or the power of God. There's a big difference. Is that okay? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Alright. The first thing I want you to say is that maybe you not be able to write, but then try as much as possible to get some of these tapes or the CDs at the end of the service or the, or the, or the conference. Now, the first thing is a gift can cease, but anointing is not designed to cease. Can somebody say amen? amen. Did, you, did you follow that? So I want to make you understand there's a difference between gift and word anointing. First one is a gift can cease, but anointing is not designed to cease. But may not be functional as a result of lack of knowledge. You know that? Gift can cease. What is my wrong apostle prophet the first Corinthians in chapter 13? So what are the prophecy? They shall cease. What are the things? They shall cease. What are the what are the moment? They shall cease. So gift can cease, but anointing doesn't cease. So do you believe there's a difference? So what are you converting? Is it gift or anointing? That's a problem. You converting what can cease. But I'm showing you what cannot cease. And that thing is in your life. If that thing has to cease, you must cease. Now, the gift, I mean, the anointing in your heart is not functioning because you don't know. And that is why there's a need for this meeting. So that you can discover what is in your life and make it to begin to do what? Function. Hallelujah. Number two. A gift can be received. The man is born with an anointing. You and I want you to understand this. See, I'm glad about this meeting. Because if just those of you here now can catch up with this, I know I shall like raise a generation to come. Because from the one you make your children to know the difference. You see, when the Bible says, train up a child in the way you should go, it's not just education, it's not just the Bible. Let them know who they are. So that when they grow up, they will not depart looking for somebody else outside of who they are. Because when you try to cut up a similar person, you are trying to look for somebody outside of you. When you kill up the child in the way you should go, when he goes, he will not depart from it. As you progress, you understand certain things. The God is continuously speaking. He's continually saying things to me in such a manner that they look contrary. 
but we still shout at the hilltop. Amen? You can receive a gift, but a man is very proud and empty. I'm sure that's simple enough, because we're going to share this now, for instance, today with us, we're going to preach on the gift of thanks. Is that okay? Aha. Uh -huh. We can learn for you and you can receive the gift of speaking in tongues. Is that correct? It was done in the Bible. So we pray baptism. So we baptize in the baptism of John. So the Lehans of them and they spoke with tongues. They receive the baptism with evidence of speaking in tongues. So you can receive a gift, but you can't receive what? Forget it. No man can anoint you. It's not in any violence, it's not in any attitude. Is that okay? It's not in any anointing service, whether or not or day. Hallelujah. Number three. A gift is an endowment, but an anointing is your life. Hmm? When God designed you, He designed you with a purpose. That is your life. Your purpose is your life. Your anointing is your life. It's not an endowment. It's not something you compact along the line. You, you see, you came with it. And when you were coming, that was the only reason why you came. I am going to the world. This is who I am going to be. That's why you came. That's your anointing. And so, I told you the other time, don't ever tell me you are not anointed. Amen? Are you listening to me? You came with an anointing. It's your life. And so when the Bible talks about fulfilling your days, my friend, it's not talking about how long you are going to live. It's I will fulfill your days. It's not how long you are going to live. I remember precisely, but I think it's Proverbs 9, 11 or 11, 9, the Lord spoke to me when I was having debates and confusions and decisions not to do what I'm supposed to do, maybe in the ministry. Woke me up at about 1 a.m. in the night and said, son, listen to me. By me shall your days be increased. By me shall your years be lengthened. And when I begin to study that, it is not the issue of one, two, three days. Two things are mentioned there. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? So how my days which have to do with what I am doing now? Jesus says something. He said, after now you shall desire one days of the Son of God. And you shall not find it. You know what I mean? What I am doing now, you'll be thinking or seeing how to have it done. So your days have to do with your purpose in life. Nothing to do with your calendar days, my friend. Isaiah 65, the Bible says, I mean, fans shall die to 100. So how many of you think you live up to 100? You are not even thinking about that. So it's not the issue of days. If, if I say sinner that died 100 self, and so somebody thinks it's 120. No, it's not 120. 120 has to do with the days of the ministry of Moses. 40 years in Egypt, 40 years in the wilderness, 40 years. Are you getting what I'm talking about? In training, 120. Hallelujah. 
A gift is an endowment that anointes what? Your life. Help me pray, neighbor. I am anointed. Amen. <laughs> anyway, you know how to do that because we confess your mouth. What, what, what did the Bible say about that? With your mouth, confession is made unto what? And so what is salvation? Deliverance. To be made whole. Oh, you think I'm joking? I'm not joking. Sozo. Salvation. Sozo. To be saved. To be made whole. Deliverance. Even from ignorance. So with the mark, profession is made unto salvation. Tell your neighbor again, I am anointed. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Now look at the next thing, number four. A gift is found within the Christian character. But anointing is an individual identity. Amen? A gift is found within the Christian character. Is that okay? We see. An unbeliever doesn't speak in tongues. Come on. Are you done with me? But an unbeliever is anointed. <laughs> Amen. Did you see what I'm saying? So, the gift is found within the Christian character. But anointing is an individual word, identity. Hallelujah. So what I'm trying to make you see now is to find your unique place. Find your word, your identity. That's what matters. Find your identity. You see, your identity defines you. I don't know if I mentioned that in the course of this sense. Okay, let's move on a little bit. Number five. Gifts can be duplicated, but anointing cannot. It is speaking in tongues. Hmm? Come on. Did you understand what I'm talking about? We can make us speak in tongues now. I can be speaking in tongues. We can be speaking in tongues. We can duplicate tongues. But you can't duplicate anointing. It's unique. Are you still there with me? <laughs> As we progress, you don't understand what I'm talking about. For instance, you see, when Saul went into the midst of those who were prophesying under Samuel, you know he prophesied. So the gift was duplicated. The gift of prophecy was duplicated. But Saul was not what? A prophet. See? The prophet is an office. It's an individual identity. Is that okay? You can't duplicate it. But the gift can easily be what? Duplicated. I'm trying to still make you see that the difference between the gift and what? Anointing. Number six. Gift can be transmitted, but anointing cannot. E.g., laughing in the spirit. Have you heard films like that? I've listened to one of Kenny Hagen meetings and one other brother I can't remember. And then when you remember that when you start laughing, everybody begins to do what to laugh. That's transmission of the gift. But you can't transmit anointing. Can it can Kenneth Hagen as it will make everybody to become a prophet? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? That's what the Bible says. Oh, prophet. You just need to find your place. Just try to locate who God says you are. You see, we should be able to, we sing it, but we don't know. I am God say, I'm who God says I am. Do we sing that? We sing that in the church, but we don't believe. That is why we are hypocrites. We sing things that we are not convinced of. I am 
and what God says and do you know if you can really get us a revelation nothing will see again anymore nothing in this world nothing no matter what men are doing you are not moved because you are who God says you are you'll be stable hallelujah number seven give does not make a person but anointing defines you e.g. a born medical doctor or a teacher or an apostle did you get what I'm saying? do you listen closely to that? let me take it again what did I say? give does not make a person but anointing defines you or anointing makes you a teacher. Somebody who is born as a teacher enjoys teaching even if the salary is not there. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Even if the government is owing, he's still teaching. He just likes teaching. He wants to teach people. I, I mean, you know, Sister Biola, let me just mention it. She took me to the place where she raised a school in a very interior village of South Africa. Gather children, begin to teach them on that trees. Until gradually people begin to come and those structures came into place. Government was not paying her. She just loved teaching. And she ended up finally the government came absorbed her and she became a principal before she retired. Ten years ago when God said come into the ministry. She just loved teaching. Not because of the salary they were being paid. Are you listening to what I'm saying now? Anointing defends you. So if I look at educating us, be able to say this man works with wood. And the best word I can use there for proper understanding is a carpenter. Or a furniture maker. Are you getting what I'm talking about? I cannot say educating is a sailor. Can I say that? No, because I know that those things are not in this life. And nothing defines you. Who are you? When people look at you, what can they say you are? Nobody can identify you with anything. That's the trouble. You are not a doctor. You are not a teacher. You are not uh, You are just there. I don't, I don't understand. Who are you? Hallelujah. Are you listening to what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen. So I'm nothing defines you. So you need to be defined. Amen. Because that is what gives you place amongst others. When they are looking for such an individual, they should call you. Now that you don't have an identity, how can we call you and for what? We are looking for somebody to do something. How do we call you? Because we don't know who you are. You are not a tailor. You are not a shoemaker. <laughs> you are not a hairdresser. You are just nobody. So how do we call you when there's the need? Is a general superintendent or something? Hallelujah. You see, that is why there is a common saying, Jack of all trade is what? Aha! Uh -huh. Now you are beginning to understand these things. Jack of all trades. I used to have a, a friend in those days. I won't mention the name because it tips can go across the world. <laughs> I don't want you to get offended with me. But he said, 
This guy can repair his watch, he can repair cloak, he can repair bicycle. Are you getting what I'm talking about? And people think he was multi-talented. But let me tell you something, he has never excelled in life. He's a medical doctor, he injects people, he gives treatment. No, I'm telling you, the government employ him with that, but he won't concentrate. She knows what I'm talking about. You can hear him anywhere, but that guy can repair his watch. He can repair, I know he has repaired my tape several times. He can repair bicycle. He injects people. He's in the hospital. He prescribed me. He can endow. But he's known for nothing. When you want to call people, you don't call him. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? <laughs> you better watch it so that you find your place. So that when they want to mention them, they will mention you among people. Listen, if we are writing history, where will you belong? Is it the founding founders or those who just existed? No, where do you belong? Where? What will people know you by? You are here with something, your life, which is anointed. Listen, even when you go to school, you know you may not end up doing all the subjects. There used to be general studies or uh, general science. Eh? But even you may get to know that you must matter. Am I correct? Even in the science. Do you see any certificate BSc general science? And that's where so many of you are. You have your BSc, but it's what? General science. So when we are looking for medical doctors, we can call you because yours is general science. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, no problem, let's move on. Well, now, this number eight, if I'll give you to that when I'm dealing with you. Now, listen, number eight. Believe can afford the gift. Amen? Listen close to what I'm about to say. Your belief can affect the gift. But it cannot affect your anointing. It can only make it slow. Let me explain what I mean. The Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in the gift of the Holy Spirit. But that is not to say they are not anointed. Are you getting this? Did you follow what I said? Even the Baptists. Only of note, I'm sure, they begin to believe in the charismatic gifts. Am I correct? But that is not to say they are not anointed. So you see, what did I say? I said, belief can affect the gift in the Jehovah's Witnesses who do not believe in the charismatic gift. They can manifest them even the Baptist before now. But the anointing is not subject to belief, it is inherent. Your anointing is not subject to what you believe. It is already in you. You came with it. It's resident in your life. Praise the Lord. Number nine. There's a difference between the gift as charisma and the gift as a calling. Is that okay? My speaking in tongues is different from being called as an apostle. Do you understand what I'm saying? We all can speak in tongues, we are gifts. 
but there is an office in the midst of the gift. An evangelist can speak in tongues, you can speak in tongues, but that will make you an evangelist. Did you get that? Please see, if you don't find this difference, if you don't understand this difference, you can't make progress in God. That's I'm taking my time. No, no, no. Number 10. Am I correct? Number 10? Okay. The presbytery can confirm your anointing, but cannot impart it. It can only impart the charismatic gifts. When I'm in the presbytery, I'm talking about the elders laying hands on people. Nobody can impact your anointing. But they can impact gifts. If the best we can do is to stir the anointing that is in your life. And that can be done through prayer, through preaching, through teaching, just like I'm doing. I can awaken that man that is sleeping inside you. Is that okay? But I cannot impart it by way of me and for you so that you can become a prophet. No way. As we progress, you are going to see what I'm saying. For though we have the school of the prophet, but we never had the name of any of those people who were in the school of the prophet. Did you see anybody there? So you can't teach a person to become a prophet. It has to be called by God. Hallelujah. So whether you attend prophetic school, that doesn't make you a prophet. It's just like you attend apostolic school, doesn't make you an apostle. Oh, sure. Is that okay? Because the word is, are they all prophets? Are all apostles? Is that okay? The word simply says they all are not the same. Though, therefore, you going to the school doesn't make you one. Because if you try to become an apostle because of training, you are commanded to become a professional apostle, not a call apostle. Come on now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, you go to school to become a profession. Hmm? Hallelujah. Let me move. They're trying to tell me time is up. No problem. Hold it. Hallelujah. Now, number 11. Most gifts build the body of Christ, but the anointing is universal in outlook. Catch that. That will make you know where you are in the world. Gift build the church, but anointing is universal. Are you listening to me? Those who have made mark in the scientific world, they are known all over the world. But those who spoke in tongues and they didn't do anything, you didn't see them, they only do what the church. Is that okay? Gift is church-centered or church-focused. But anointing is universal. And so those who discover light, you see the whole world is benefiting from that. That's an anointing in their life. They came in here and God said, you go into the world and try to create something called light. And they came in with electricity and you can hear their name but in that those people spoke in tongues in their church did you hear anything about them it's left for you to decide what you want oh yeah it's left for you to decide what you want very popular in the church but never known in the world but listen to me god didn't send you to just the church he sent you to the world God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son. Listen to me. Everybody that came into the world had a place in this world. There's a reason why you are here. God sent you here for a reason. My friend, believe that and know it. God sent you here for a reason. And that is the only thing that can make you popular. That's what will make people think about you when you leave this world. But you're speaking in tongues and prophesying and doing signs and wonders, you end up with the church. 
We can read about men who discover a lot of things in the world, even though they were not Christians. But the best people we can discover in Christianity are those who did what they did within the Christian community. Am I correct, brother? Do you think a Muslim man knew about somebody who was called something, something because he did healing some years back? No, let's be honest. But even the Muslim man knows the man that this man dislikes. You are here to make some breakthroughs that men have never seen. So stop confining yourself to what you call touch. And dying for gifts of speaking in tongues and all those kind of nonsense. That is not why you are here, my friend. There is something bigger and deeper. Also love the world. You are sending here for the world, not for the church. Congregating and you are not congregating. Hmm? That's not why you are here. Bigger and deeper. Even if you must make it just make it in such a way that when your generation passes, the next generation of believers will read about you. If you can make it in the world, make it in the church. But don't convert what is not yours. Because you become the man that earned general science certificate, BSc general science. Eh? Okay. Number 12. Is that what I said? Give to church focus, but the anointing is man focused. The anointing is, is for man. It's for man. But the gift is for the church. For the edification of the can you get the principle? For the edification of the church, but the gift is for man. It's both for you and humanity. How do you feel? Seeing good cars being driven today with AC and all of those things. Man is becoming by far better than the world because of scientific discovery. Are, are you getting what I'm talking about? And you are just here blowing tongues, hot and cold, falling under what you call anointing, waking up, fall, wake up like fowls that snakes in the night. And, and nothing in your life, nothing, no change. Nobody is benefiting. Nobody is benefiting from your life. You've got to be... Listen, I just feel I can shake your thinking. Tell me time is up. Let me read one scripture that we start from here tomorrow. I beg of you, don't miss this Congress because somebody's life is going to change. Psalm 147 verse number 4.